Hello and welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Yes, good evening. This is Paul Sickle. Hey, Paul. So, another week has gone by. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, the big news was the legislature here in the city of Wisconsin was actively considering uh, a number of proposals under this extraordinary lame duck session, right. as it's being uh, called. To extend so, the Walker agenda yes. as far into the next four years as possible. Yeah, so we, we went into uh, the proposals last week as they were being debated. Since that time, they did pass uh, a number of them. They held the session. They did. They passed the bills under completely party-line votes. Yep. And they have weakened incoming Governor Tony Evers um, in incoming, very much so we think, incoming Attorney General uh, Josh Qual. Yeah. Both Democrats who both upset their Republican incumbents so. uh, this year. About a month ago. Yeah, so I mean, to summarize, uh, most of the things that were under consideration did pass. As we mentioned last week, the proposal to reschedule the 2020 Supreme Court election, Mm -hmm. that did not uh, even come up for a vote. It did not have uh, the votes to pass the Senate, is uh, what the understanding is. So that one failed. Well, that one had the obvious cost added to it. it yeah. Uh, they got such a bad reception from the county clerks. When you got 60 of 72 county clerks saying no. Yeah, that's a bad uh, yeah. way to start. And this is one of the Republican talking points, but they do tend to win even when they lose the statewide vote. Like in this last election, they tend to win about 50 of the 72 counties. Yeah. They tend to win the 50 smallest counties for the most part, mm-hmm. but they tend to win the majority of counties. The largest counties tend to vote Democratic. Yes. Um and other larger counties. When 60 clerks come out against this thing, it's Which kind of a big a lot deal. of Republican voting counties. Even that if are not happy with this. Uh, right, yeah. Republican voting. So that one went down in flames before even coming up for a yeah. vote last week. Yeah. Uh, the other one that did not pass as well was around the pre-existing condition protections. Which so, is one of the big reasons they said they wanted to have this well, whole session that, in the first place. That's, that's, the more noble reason, if you will. The two big things that were, that were supposed to be on the agenda that that they wanted to get done this year, supposedly, were, yeah, passing pre-existing condition protections and a bailout okay, for Kimberly-Clark. So, so let's be and, right. ne- and neither one of those... Kimberly-Clark one didn't even get a vote, and the other one failed. Let's pretend... Let's, let's call it a fake pre-existing conditions bill, though. I mean, let's be honest. They didn't yeah. actually want to pass real pre-existing conditions. They wanted to say that they did. Right. They wanted to copy, supposedly, the language from the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare Act, which they despise, but then they realized that was the gold standard, so they were going to copy that language, but they were still going to allow lifetime limits Mm -hmm. and even maybe annual limits on care. In other words, if you have a really serious health problem, which is one of the biggest reasons you buy insurance in the first place, a catastrophic problem, so to speak... Yeah. You're going to be shit out of luck. Yeah, you're going to be in a bad spot. Right. If you need a kidney transplant and yep. it costs, and it's going to cost 500 grand, uh, the insurance companies will be like, hey, you're only qualified to 100, so I guess uh, we'll go to the next person on the list and see if they got more money. Or, you know, get, right. yourself, get yourself a GoFundMe account and, and, some, and a good so social media presence. But, but in the meantime, we got you know, a lot of other people looking for a kidney. Yeah. And they were actually going to codify the lifetime limits and all that were acceptable. Yeah, so it's not good. The whole thing about the Affordable Care Act, the reason, you know, people always say, well, oh, well, there's the acceptable parts, the publicly popular parts, the less popular parts. Honestly, when you look at it, it's all popular. 
you know, and I think they probably started getting that after Trump care proposals started to threaten it. But it's all popular. Nobody wants their lifetime limits on their care. Like if they get sick or they're, you know, this um, my family, I had a sick child and, and she's already hitting her limit before she turns a year old. Really? Well, no, the, the thing is that, that people have now had a few years to enjoy the protections that this legislation has provided. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to go back to the exactly. time when we didn't have proper protections. Right. And these symbolic protections are, are not going to cut the mustard. And that's all they are. I mean, really, if you do the pre-existing conditions thing, but you don't have the lifetime limits or the annual limits, it's basically like saying... Insurance companies should offer good insurance to people, regardless mm-hmm. of their health conditions. But it's not actually enforcing it at all. Yeah. So that one failed, and so that for you know, any that's, meaning, that's a that's a good way. thing. Right. And the, the Democrats voted against it in this in the Senate, and then they didn't have enough Republican votes to make it happen. There's an attempt to blame it on Democrats that we can't have pre-existing condition coverage. Okay. But the Democrats, well, they will be attacked on this. And the Democratic defenses stop suing to overturn the Affordable Care Act. I think that's a little esoteric after the Uh, fact. I I mean, maybe. I mean, I think the the better answer is this was a poison pill bill. Yeah, it was. We have a good law that we don't want to change. How about we leave it alone? Which goes back to stop suing. Yeah. All right, Um, so that that goes into the other stuff that they're trying to do. That they actually did pass. Mm. So we have a number of things around uh, the governor's powers, the attorney general's powers. There will be restrictions on rulemaking powers for Tony Evers when he comes into office. So that's just, this is if a Walker signs these bills into law. Yes. So assuming these things go forward, Tony Evers will have his hands tied around rulemaking. So to summarize kind of how the sausage is made and how the sausage becomes... Uh, it goes into effect. You know, the legislature passes the bill, the governor signs it, and then it's up to the executive branch to do implementation of said bill. Mm-hmm. And that requires making rules. You know, just like at work, you know, new procedures go into effect based on agreements that have been made by different parties. It's the same process, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the government level. You, have, you know, come to an agreement on here's here's a proposal. We're gonna we're gonna do this thing, this idea that everybody likes, and then we have to develop procedures and rules around how to make it work. Right. Now, the, the legislature is part has power, a yeah. lot of power to do that. And now they're dialing that back. So in the process of implementing legislation, legislature will essentially have veto power over how the governor is implementing laws, which to me flies in the face of the separation of powers. I think there's maybe a good chance that some of that could be struck down by the courts. Right. remains to be seen. Because the um, governor is the executive branch. Exactly. They are supposed that's, to preside, if you will, like a president does, right. preside over the laws that are on the books. Exactly. Now, the, the, I mean, the executive literally enforces the law. Right. This law could fly in the face constitutionally general, right. with that. So that's one of them. Uh, the attorney general's powers, they're going right after that as well. So if even Litiga- if litigation. Call want to pull out of the lawsuit mm-hmm. to... Get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Well, that's, the, that's what Josh Paul campaigned on, right? Right. The legislature gets to say, no, you have to stay in this lawsuit. Yep. And if you don't, well, we get to hire our own attorney at taxpayers' expense. Exactly. Even though only 45% of the taxpayers voted for us <laughs> in the legislature. Yeah. And fewer than half voted for any of our candidates at the top levels. That's mm-hmm. why we don't have 
our candidates winning office this yeah. time. Yeah, so that's a big one. Um, so the people, they're basically passing a law that ensures policy will be set by the minority of voters by, in this uh, last election. Yeah, by, by not well, not the executive branch, but the people that are actually legislating. Not, right, but, but <laughs> I mean, well, also because they're hiding behind gerrymandered districts. Well, yes, of I course. Mean, the, they only got 46% of the popular vote in the state legislature. Sure. I mean, they, they really didn't win at any level. No. I mean, and but uh, I mean, Uncle Rick might want to beg to differ, but the <laughs> facts are what they are. I mean, they didn't get they didn't get the most votes, and no. basically, what they've done is passed the law, and they're going to get Walker to sign it. That makes it so the people that got the most votes have no power, and the people who got the second most votes or the least votes get to decide. Yeah, because I guess because they're rich Republicans. I don't know. I guess so. That's that's what they're doing. So the other things uh, on the list, so there's the um, Wisconsin Economic Development Chair. Evers won't be allowed to appoint the head of WEDIC going forward until supposedly September 1st of next year. Right. So Why is that? That's So that's that's a good question. So that must... Why would he get any power? Why would they agree? Like, that's a compromise? I mean... Well, there must. There, what's, there, what's so significant about September first? It's a question. They obviously plan on uh, having uh, something in place prior to then to, right. to, to have the guy they want and to get you know Foxconn stuff taken care of. My whatever, guess is whatever that they think in the happen. budget, so the state budget, which must be um, completed by the beginning of July. Mm-hmm. I think they are thinking that they'll have it done. Beginning of July. If there's no agreement, they can kick the can down the road for a while. Yeah. I think they think they'll get Evers to agree to whatever they want on Weedick in the budget by September 1st. And they'll be able to maybe give something to Evers that he, that he wants, that we want. The yeah. people that voted for Evers. So maybe something on some flexibility on Medicaid, which probably... Honestly, if that's in six months, we're talking about some sort of deal around that with the state budget. Honestly, it might be worth the price because we do need to expand Medicaid. Definitely yeah, I mean, well, that's we the, needed to do that to fund our health systems. Yeah, and, and, and the legislature has been pretty clear. Robin Voss and uh, Scott Fitzgerald have been pretty clear that they do not support uh, expanding Medicaid funding here in the state, and mm-hmm. so they're going to pull out all the stops to oppose that. So that may be... Yeah, I think they're looking for a leverage point for yeah. something that they can, that they really want, that they know they can get in the budget. So why not put that to right after the budget would be done? Yeah. I, got, I get it. So they, I, I think that's their game. I mean, if you think it's something else? I don't know. I mean, it could be question. something else, but I, I that's the thing that comes to mind. Well, they're keeping it in their arsenal for sure. So right. uh, the other thing is uh, the early voting stuff. So... They did uh, pass legislation saying that the early voting in future elections will be limited to two weeks. Yeah. Now, this two weeks, unlike the previous time they tried to do this, right. uh, will include weekends. However, what interesting... That was just to make sure it passed the court muster. But the, un- the, but the interesting thing about that is uh-huh. that they are still going to leave the hours of early voting up to the local municipalities. So you could do it 24-7. So, so you could still have more hours in certain places right. than right. other places. So if, if their argument is, oh, we want it to be fair across the board, well, it's, it's going to go to the same judge, and he's going to look at this and say, well, that doesn't make any sense because you're still allowing for different 
yeah. different availability. Well, they're saying it's a timeline. I mean, that's the that's the line of shit. But whatever. I'm just saying, like, if their argument is is that we want it to be fair and equitable across the board, that doesn't make any sense based on how they passed the bill. So that one, I don't know. I, I kind of expect that that one potentially could get struck down again. Yeah. I, so here's what I think. Walker probably wants to use his line on a veto on it. If not, he may just veto that bill. Mm. And the reason is because I don't think that it's been demonstrated that having a really long early voting, I mean, it probably helps a little bit. Oh, I think it probably Democrats. helped this time around. A little bit, but not, it wasn't huge. The bulk of the early vote comes in the last two weeks anyway. I think the other thing is there's a good chance it will get struck down. And the third thing is it's nakedly political. Oh, of course. And I, I think Walker can get a lot done for his business bodies with WEDEC stuff and all the other sh- shit. This may be lower on, on the priority list. Right. I'm convinced Walker wants a second act. Whether I, I actually think he's probably running for governor again. No. You know. No. Um, but I think he's he's running, running, he wants to run for president well, in 2024. He may want to run for president, but he may not uh, get that reception that he wants on it. I think in uh, 2022 he's running for something. I don't think he wants to get elected governor and then run for president he might again. Run for Jim Sensenbrenner's House seat. No, he wants. He to, might. He wants he to be, become Speaker of the House. He wants to be president. It's he fairly obvious. Just like his buddy Walker Paul does Ryan. not. Walker doesn't want to make any lateral moves. He wants to go to the next big thing, and for yeah, him that's just, president. He just lost governor. Yeah, of Wisconsin. So well, that's not a lateral move to get your job back. If you got fired and then. Four years later, you get your big job back. Walker's not running for governor again. I think he may very well be. I wouldn't be surprised to see him run for... If Johnson retired from the Senate, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run for the Senate seat. I don't rule anything out. I'm just saying, he's not not running for governor. Um, That's done. So that's a 2022 seat. 2024, there's a chance to challenge Baldwin. In the meantime, if Sensenbrenner retired... If he wants to go into the House of Representatives, that's right there for him. And he's that kind of guy. He's desperate for approval. Why not? Yeah. I, I would I would think he does. I, that. I don't. I wouldn't rule that out. I just I I don't think he's running from, for governor again though. From there, who knows? If My he point, wants to go, if he wants to go national, absolutely. Then it's probably more likely he would he would be looking at a Senate seat or a House seat as a I mean, stepping stone to the presidency. It's a gimme House seat, right? Mm-hmm. Former Governor Scott McCallum came out opposed to the changes uh, and, and encouraged Walker to veto them. So going down the list, I guess the, we have to ask the question, what's most likely to be vetoed on this list? Is it early voting? Is it, so. because, because there's probably a high likelihood that it gets struck down in the courts anyways? I think that it's probably, likely to be struck down by the courts, and, yeah. it's likely, and it appears nakedly partisan. Yeah. And Walker's already testing the messages. And, and, and the last thing I would say is this. Why is Walker taking so fucking long to decide in the first place? He's had these bills on his desk for are, are available to him for, what, at least a week now. I mean, I saw polling before the special session that it was wildly unpopular. So My the guess more is time, that the, the press hasn't gotten better. Right, they're, the they're more time that goes on, I mean, it seems that this is just going to get more and more unpopular. The more pressure is being applied... Or it he, was or, really or unpopular just, to begin with. Or is he I, just hoping to maybe sign these on Christmas Eve when people aren't paying well, attention? They're probably focus grouping and trying to find out the message that works that they can yeah. use to sell it. So um, around the governor's powers, attorney general powers, do we think there's any prayer that he 
vetoes that stuff because I I don't think so. I Probably think not. That stuff's going in. He's signing that. No, I think I think in attorney general's lower profile, so you can just like take away all the attorney general powers. Well, and, and, and then and, and then really not take as much grief for it. My understanding, my understanding with the attorney general is that you know that well they're stripping him of the solicitor general spot. That's the other thing we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the attorney general's powers are actually codified in state law, not the constitution. It's probably a higher likelihood that that stuff gets upheld in the courts just because it's a state law amending existing right. state law about, around the attorney general's powers. So they can still get a lot of their priorities accomplished yeah. because weakening the attorney general right. will do a lot for them. On some of the I don't go- have them all on the tip of my tongue, but I know it will do a lot. For yeah, them. and um, I think the governor's powers is more some controversial. Of those, some of those things, I think they're definitely more controversial. I think the stuff around the rulemaking that we mentioned. Right. I would hope that there's a high likelihood that that stuff would get overturned in the courts because I'd just see that that flies in the face of the constitutional powers, right. the inherent powers of the government. And one of the things I wanted to point out, too, is that they probably should have thought about this before they called the special session in the first place uh-huh. and been maybe very selective about their special session before they went <laughs> yeah, ahead and think? did it. But they probably should have thought about the fact that what it's doing is it makes Evers look like he's got weaker powers yeah, and therefore, if things go poorly, Evers can say, "Well, you took my powers away. Yeah, you, um, you took away my tools, so I can't. I can't fix more, stuff. We need more Democrats yeah. elected in the legislature, no, and, and it probably helps Evers uh, or the Democrats at least win a second term. That's a valid point. They're inspiring a backlash in the court races, which turnouts very low. So, you know, typically turnout in the court race, even this last one, it was high. It was twenty percent." But if 35% of the people are turned, tuned into this, they might all show up and vote. Yeah, and vote well, their, it should their be, conservative jurists out. It should definitely be a big issue in, in yeah. the uh, in, in the spring elections because we do have a Supreme Court race right. up. Lisa so Neubauer is going to run to yep. protect uh, the Shirley Abramson seat. And yep. then the following year, we're going to have another one. Yep. And they drew attention to it. That was yeah, an unforced error for them. That's true. They were drawing attention now people know that there's uh, two years in a row we're going to have state it. Supreme Court races. And now they know that there's political motivation behind it. Yeah. In the past, their candidates were always able to stay out of that fray, but they just they stuck their candidate in it. Yeah. And we have to keep making sure that everybody remembers that. So there's other stuff there going on at the national level, obviously. We've, yeah, uh, Nancy, Nancy, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer met with uh, Trump, and I guess Pence was there, but he didn't say anything. He was just kind of sitting there, uh, little, stiff uh, on the couch. In the headlights. So, um, I, I, I mean, think this is all weird... this, this is all over the border wall thing, and, and, yeah. and, and Trump is. Th- I think there's something weird He's... going on between Trump and Pence. Well, that's been reported. We don't really know whether or not Pence is implicated in the the Mueller investigation. We don't know any of that. Yeah, I don't know if he will be. I think think he's... uh, Well, there's speculation that a lot of stuff that was redacted recently put out. Yeah, that that may may have implicated Pence. I'm looking at the the Conways, the Conway family. Yeah, George. George Conway, right. George Conway, not Greg Conway. But George Conway going out and criticizing Trump. But he's a movement conservative. Yeah. And you've got Kellyanne. She comes from, like, the Cruz campaign. She's a movement conservative. I almost wonder if there's a weird thing going on where the Conways are trying to, like, get Trump thrown under the bus so they can get their buddy Pence (laughs) I really do. I don't know. Like, like, just keep an eye on the Conways because there's a little, like... You know, it's like watching the motion, you know, motion in the backfield, like yeah, yeah. trying to predict whether it's going to be a run play or a pass play. Like there might be a little something. There could be going on there that that's not quite as obvious as what we all think it is. Yeah, 
So as we move into the holiday season here, you know, we're, we're in the thick of it, but there's obviously a lot going on with uh, both state and national politics. So lots to keep an we'll eye on. We'll try a year in review uh, either next week or the week after. Yeah, I think, I think we will have probably at least one more episode yet this year before... Uh, we'll we, we, probably... We, Uncle Rick said he really wants to show up. Yeah, I think... I, uh, he, he was trying to come down tonight. It was just not... Uh, you know, they had, again, they still haven't fixed the Scott holes, and he keeps oh, yeah. fucking up his car yeah. on, the way, on the way over here. Yeah, so I think next week we could, uh, I think we could do like a little year in review, kind of look back and take some stock of where we've come from and, you know, kind of wrap up the year that right. way. Right, yeah, I think so. Um, and, and, and then we'll maybe have some news. Maybe Walker will have uh, read these bills and figured out what he wants to cross out by then. I don't know. I, like I said, I predict he gets rid of the voting stuff. Just like they got rid of that special election because they realized that, that they were touching the third rail. Yeah. So there you go. All right. We'll talk to you next time, folks. Forward. Forward. Forward.